Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast, episode 34, Escaping the Gap Between Knowing and Doing. Hi, Jenny. Hi. How are you? I know we've been, um, we've both been kind of doing some stuff lately. I've been super busy with business stuff and then traveling as well, but not as much as you. And then you were gone twice. Yep. I had two back-to-back trips, a fun trip to Florida with my husband, and then a family trip up to upstate New York to see my mom and brother. And that was just such a great time for reconnection. Really reminded me of the importance of taking time out Yes, for the things that matter most. So, but it also reminded me of how fun it is to be home. Yes. Yeah. And we were talking about that. I mean, grateful to be able to go on vacation and do that, but there's definitely something nice about being home and the routine. And I know you don't like fall, but I love the smells of this season. Like I'm not ready for it to actually become winter, but I'm excited that we have pumpkin spice everything right now. That's funny. So well, I got the best of both worlds because Mm -hmm. I got to see New England. You know, starting all the fall colors were starting to change up there, but then I got to come back to summer. Nice in the Midwest. So nice, and it's really beautiful out there. The falls, like I love fall in Georgia. Yeah, it's different here, but yeah, I loved it. I was just kind of like, can it go from fall back into summer? Like, well, that's yeah. I feel like it's the best of all possible worlds. But I'll tell you, this country is so diverse. You know, I grew up in Alaska. Now I have family on the other side of the country, and it's just the South is so different. It's just really neat to be able to tootle around and see different places. I didn't realize, like, I don't know why my brain just made these the connection. We literally almost grew up exactly on opposite coasts. Yep. Like, I basically would have had to be in Miami to be more opposite of you. Yeah, isn't that funny? That's interesting. Yep. We're so weird. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Um, but and cool. here we are, here we right are. in the middle of the country, and, you know... Everyone teases me for living in what they call a flyover state, but I love living here. (laughs) I really do. I have really come to be very fond of Kansas. Every time I come back here, I am happy with how open it is and the lack of traffic and yeah, it's all, everything's easy here. So, So what we want to talk about today is living in that dreaded gap between feeling like we should be doing something, but having no real motivation to actually do it. Mm -hmm. And 
Jenny and I were talking, I don't know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about how many people we think are living in this place. You know, just so many people, you know, they'll, they'll be out, you know, eating, having nachos, having pizza and stuff like that, saying, oh gosh, I shouldn't be eating this. I should be on a diet. I should be going to the gym. But, you know, they're just talking about it, thinking about it so often and not doing it. Right. And right. I think, you know, what what we want to focus on today is helping you get clear on what whether you do really want to take action or whether it's probably a good idea to just kind of table this for a while. Mm-hmm. Because living in this gap can be really damaging. It can be really toxic. And basically, yeah, and we were we were kind of trying to think of how to frame this, but it's it's that sense of like either move in some direction and make momentum or if you find that you're just consistently in this gap and shaming yourself the whole time, get out of there. Get out of shame. Like you don't have to make those changes and being in the gap and shaming yourself. I mean, no one has ever shamed themselves into doing something. Like nope. it just doesn't I mean, unless like I've shamed there's myself severe, into some ice cream. Yeah, ashamed into. But Absolutely. I'm just saying, like as a long term strategy, it's not good because you inevitably destroy the relationship that you have with yourself. And I think of it like it was interesting because I had this conversation with my boyfriend at one point because there was this attorney that came into this meeting and it was like an outside attorney that they don't normally work with, and he was he shamed people and he was like, I'm so motivated to do this thing for that moment. He was like, but I lost respect for that dude the moment that he used, like, shame as a way to do things. So I feel like even you can see this in humans, like, long term, people tend to lose respect over time for somebody who shames them. And it's not a good – it's basically not a good way to have a healthy relationship with humans. So why do we do that to ourselves? The way I think of it is that you could whip a horse into going faster. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's not going to last long, and as soon as possible, that horse is going to break free and run away. Yes, or die. Like or die. I'm not, like not just <laughs> that. No, I'm serious. Like I'm like no they, for real. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah. It's not a good no. strategy for long term progress. No, and even that. I mean, a lot of I think what we're going to talk about today, or or a part of it at least, is that internal drive or that internal motivation where, like, you actually believe like. Or even if you do actually believe this is worth doing and then there's just these competing parts, you know, going against it, like there's no point in you butting heads against yourself and just wasting energy mm-hmm. and yeah. that friction. Yeah, I, we're, we're going to talk about, I, you know, kind of what we think causes us to live in that gap. But before we even dive into that, I think it is just really important to understand that we have a choice we do not have to want to be healthier yeah. or to lose weight. We don't. This is a choice. And even if we have health issues, mm-hmm. it is still in our purview to decide. But I think it is so important for us to decide. Instead of living in that purgatory, in that limbo between feeling like we should, in quotes, be doing something, but for whatever reason, and again, we'll kind of cover what some of those reasons might be, we're not doing it and don't really see a path clear to do it. That is so damaging, like Jenny says, to our relationship with ourselves. It makes us feel ineffectual throughout our life. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just, it's really damaging and it drains our emotional energy. It drains our mental bandwidth. Mm -hmm. It drains our creativity. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, I think it makes us so much more likely to engage in unhealthy behaviors. Well, yeah, because you don't have the energy to be a critical thinker or creative, right? Like you said, like if we are literally using all of that energy to shame ourselves or to, um, what is the word? Like where we go over something, ruminate. Oh, yes. To ruminate about Mm -hmm. something. Rumination is exhausting. It is. It absolutely is. And it feels, it can feel like a full-time job. Yes. Well, for some of my Mm -hmm. clients, it is. Like legitimately keeps them from, yeah, even Mm -hmm. having creative space to think about yeah. Anything no, that's it. Life. That's it. And I feel like part of my job as a health coach is helping people get clear on whether they truly want change badly oh. enough, whether it's a health issue, some kind of a pain point. And if not, I also want them to get clear, oh, you know what? I am just not, this is not a priority for me right now. I am just not in a place where this, you know, take where I'm willing and able to do any of the things that it would take. Oh my gosh, let it go. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Table it for a while. Yes. You know, and there is, it's just important for us to come at any healthy change from a place of this was my choice. Mm -hmm. If we're feeling like someone else is pressuring us into doing something, I know for me, my inner rebel is going to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I think it's helpful to kind of get clear, like, okay, why am I in this gap? I know, I feel like I should be doing something. I know what to do and I'm not doing anything. What even is that? Right. And I think oftentimes we have no idea what's happening there. And I, I think there's a few main categories and Jenny and I were talking before we started recording and she filled in some some others that were extremely helpful. So should we kind of go through these? Yeah. Yeah, let's okay. let's start. I mean, the the first thing, I think I kind of touched on it just a second mm-hmm. ago, but like when we get into rumination mode and we're overthinking things and we're just trying to be like, let's make sure we have everything planned out and we don't have any energy left over to do the mm-hmm. actual freaking thing. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we... It's tough because we were talking about like over control versus under control. And um, I, I think, you know, it looks different for different people. For some people, like if they struggle with issues of over control, sometimes their rumination takes up so much energy that they can't do what they want to do either if they're so focused on like controlling all the little details, like the black and white thinking. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people who will say things like, Either I'm totally do everything and I eat a certain way. And I actually, I had a client do this yesterday. She was talking about her healthy eating being like, either I have to be vegetarian or nothing. Right. And I'm like, that's no, that's not, no, like that, none Mm -hmm. of that's true. Right. And that's more about that cognitive distortion of like, you know, I've, I've got to do that all or nothing. And I think when people are in the all mode, that's when they tend to overthink things Mm -hmm. and, it's, I don't know. I don't find that to be a very healthy place to no, be for and, any of us. No, and I think that we mistake thinking and planning for action. Yes. Right? It feels like would work. 
for us. If we don't have all the scaffolding in place, then there's no way that we would be able to do anything that would make a difference, right? Going back, we've talked about this so many times, how we undervalue small action Yes. that we'll, we actually will do, Yes. right? That's where I think it's so helpful to say, okay, just for today, how can I take care of myself today? Yes. Get some movement in, drink more water, have, you know, some vegetables with my meals. We tend to undervalue that approach because we think, like you said, that all in is the only thing that's going to move the needle. I have to go full vegetarian or full whatever. Full yeah. whatever in order for it to make make a difference. And so that overthinking leads to a sense of pre-overwhelm. Just again, that sense before we've even taken any steps whatsoever. We feel like we've got to have this huge complicated plan in place. Life has to be in a perfect, calm state. Nothing else can be going on. You know, so again, we're already exhausted before we've we've even started. And yeah. Yeah. And I want to, I want to talk about with one of my clients recently, we did this experiment where she feels like she's always running herself ragged because she's doing like, she's giving everything 110%. And I was like, well, what if we just did 80? And she like, you know, the face she gave me was just like, oh, like, I don't, 80 is not good enough. Like Mm -hmm. it it was a really interesting thing, but she's Mm -hmm. been experimenting with it lately. And she came to session, um, I think it was last week and she's like, that shit works. Like she was like, like, it's good for me to actually be trying 70 to 80%. Because even there was something she was wanting to do in her life. And she was like, I don't feel like I can do it unless I give it my 100%. I was like, no, you can still do it. It's just going to look. I love thinking about it in that way because, you know, we go back to the notion of perfectionism and, you know, how unhelpful that can be in terms of, you know, again, that freezes us in inertia. If we feel like, okay, I I have to do it perfectly or it's not worth doing at all, Mm -hmm. then we tend to avoid the thing. So the the third variable that I and the one that I think leads us to live in that gap between knowing and doing a lot of the time is that internal resistance or rebellion and you know that can come from a variety of sources that can come from that sense well it's not really fair that I can't eat what everyone else is eating and you know I just want to be able to be spontaneous and you know, eat whatever I feel like eating. Do you think, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think that resistance is a huge part of it. And I think just like our title said, I think people can know, that. I mean, that's basically, that's why we can know better and we don't do better. Mm-hmm. It's the internal yep. resistance. I think so. And, and I think that that is an unacknowledged Factor. I think we tend to blame our schedule, our circumstances, other people, what they're doing for us not taking action. And I think if we can just kind of sit with it for a while and kind of get honest with ourselves, many times maybe the pain point just isn't high enough that we're just not interested yeah. in making any of these changes right now. And again, this is where we go back to it's in our power to decide. We don't have to want this. We don't have to do anything. And I think once we kind of take our power back in that way, that a lot of this resistance melts away. Yes. 
because we're coming at it from a place of, okay, I'm only going to make some changes when I feel like it's truly worth it. I really have a compelling goal, like we talked about in our last episode of how to set healthy, realistic goals, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, I'm coming at this from a place of I'm excited to do this. I can really see the value. Yes. Again, whether it's an autoimmune issue, a gut issue, you know, a weight issue, whatever it happens to be, or just wanting to eat healthier. Right. And it's not like whether or not it's a pain point enough for you to make a change or it's not pushing up against other areas in your life that are pain points. Because I think often, you know, we can be like, yes, I believe this is a good goal. Like, yes, I believe in it. But then there's internal resistance because doing it um, kind of touches on another area of our life where there's there's a pain point there, and the pain point there is more significant. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be able to move through this, you know, this goal mm-hmm. in our life until we can figure out, okay, how do we make this less painful over here? Well, and I think that's so important because I don't think that we tend to look at our life as a whole. When we're thinking about health, fitness goals, we tend to put this in a separate category, and we forget to look at our life from that 10,000 foot view and go, okay, where can this realistically fit in to my actual life? Yes. Right? In the context of my schedule and competing priorities, I have to be realistic about this. And that's where you go back to what you were talking about with, okay, can I do it 80%? Yes. Or whatever, at whatever level, there are no rules. You can literally start by changing one thing and you actually will make progress, whether it's, okay, I'm going to go for, I'm going to start by going for a 10-minute walk each day, or I'm going to fill up some jugs and make sure I'm drinking plenty of water. Whatever, wherever you start is absolutely fine. Yes. All in, not required. Yes. And like, I'll give a kind of more tangible example. If someone is struggling with depression And they're wanting to, like, do all these things, right? It's, like, kind of like being in that mode of shame because you're, like, well, I'm freaking struggling with depression. I can't do all the things that I want to do. So, like, for them, you know, going on a walk is a huge – it's a huge deal. Absolutely. And that act of simply going on a walk could help because we know that, you know, going on a walk for depression, even 45 minutes a day is, like – amazing for even for lifting. 15 minutes even honestly. right exactly like let's get yeah. even five minutes just going outside wait <laughs> sitting wait, on going the porch. outside i'm and not even kidding no i know, I know. i'm i and you're yeah and that's so real because it's like getting outside maybe gets you closer to five minutes to 10 minutes exactly. to 15 minutes mm-hmm. to getting you to the point where your brain is even capable that's it of no. doing the other stuff. So it's not yeah. just like, hey, I'm only doing this. Like, I mm-hmm. think people look at it that way and they're shaming themselves because right. they're like, well, I'm not actually making a change mm-hmm. in that specific area. And it's like, no, but you're laying the groundwork. No, oh, that's it. To make you know, change. I've talked about that many times that yes. when I'm in that pl- kind of dark place, it's like, what can I do? Instead of sitting there staring and perseverating on what I feel like I'm not up for right now, what I can't get done today, okay, I'm gonna, I will acknowledge that, but then I'm going to gently shift my focus to, okay, what can I do? Yes. And it may not look very exciting, Yes. right? But that is, that's how we start to build confidence and momentum in any area, right. is getting out of frozen inertia, sitting in that overthinking, ruminating place where it all feels so overwhelming. It's like sitting at the base of, you know, Mount Everest and thinking, I just wish I was at the top of that. Yes. But I'm not sure why. 
I don't really know the value of that, and I don't even know where to start. I don't have the equipment. I'm not really ready to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, how about go back to base camp for a while yeah. and learn how to cook? Yeah. Whatever. Do a, Get out some books. Yes. Do something else for a while and start to get clear on, okay, why do I even want that thing in the first place? Is this a good time in my life? Yeah. To be doing that. Is the pain point high enough? Our brains do not like change. They don't. So they don't. if you are just shooting and shaming yourself about taking action, but you just don't have the bandwidth for it, you don't have a compelling or clear enough reason to do it, my recommendation is to literally put a date on your calendar a month down the road, two months, six months down the road and say, I'm going to revisit this. But for now, I'm going to shift my energy and focus to other areas of my life. And I'm going to actively let this go. When it starts to come up and I go, oh, I look down at my thighs and I think, oh, gosh, I really should get to the gym. Nope, we're not doing this. That's in a month. Mm-hmm. I will look at this again. Remember, we've already had this conversation with ourselves. Yeah. Right? Yes. And if we, I mean, here's the thing. I know that for people, if you have the creative energy to like shame on yourself every day and just, you know, think of all the, and, and to, and the energy to ruminate, you also have the bandwidth to be creative in other areas of your life. And again, yeah. if, if that just means switching the topic completely and being like, well, where else do you, I want to do things and mm-hmm. where else am I making progress mm-hmm. and where else am I like feeling that mojo? Mm-hmm. Okay, go towards that. Yeah. Go towards I know that. this has really been true for me at various points in my business where I felt like I should be doing more blog posts and recording more videos, but I wasn't doing it. Right. I just wasn't doing it and I wasn't really clear on what that inner resistance was, but I do know that I wasn't doing it. And so what I did was I'm like, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time trying to unpack this and figure out all the bucket of resistance (laughs) that's there. Nope. I'm going to shift my focus to some other areas of my life. I'm going to do some creative projects at my house and yes, focus on my clients, but these other kind of, you know, add on things, I'll revisit that later. And what was amazing when I actively let go of guilting myself guess what? The creative energy slowly started to seep back in and I got kind of excited about doing those things again because it came from a place of feeling like it was a choice. Mm. Even though it was a choice all along, our heads are so weird. Mm -hmm. All of this, you know, we are free. All of us are free, but we just don't feel like we are. Right. You know, culturally, when it comes to health, we do. We feel this insidious pressure to do something. Everyone's talking about working out and all these different diet ideas and healthy eating and all of that. And so it just kind of seeps into our subconscious. So, okay, well, I'm over here, you know, having cereal for breakfast and focusing on something else and I feel guilty. Well, is that motivating you? Yeah. Or should you let it go for a while? Yeah. Right? That's... I just think it's important for us to get out of this gap. This gap is a brain drain, especially for women. Yeah, and I think we've I got think more important things emphasis, to be thinking about for women. Yes, we really do. It's yeah. it's important, and then come back to this and make 
you know, maybe, maybe you do decide, maybe you table this for a week and then it kind of percolates and you realize, you know what, I really don't feel good. I don't have to go all in, but can I make some gentle changes that don't feel like I have to reprioritize my entire life? Yes. Can I just make some gentle changes and be okay with that? Right? It's coming at this from a place of total freedom. Yes. That this is there is no one size fits all approach to being a healthy human. Right? Right? But we kind of know like if we're staying up too late, if we're dehydrated, drinking too much alcohol, we kind of know that. And that's where I think just kind of tinker, being willing to tinker with that rather than making some complicated plan and feeling like we have to gird our loins to get started. I'll tell you, that makes my chest feel tight, even yeah. thinking in those terms. Yeah. For myself. Oh my gosh, I don't do well. I mean, I know some people do. I personally don't. I don't think most people do. Well, and I, I ultimately, like, you do have to know yourself and, like, where you're coming at with those things because, I, I mean, for me, it wasn't a healthy thing for me to, like, have these crazy elaborate plans of how I'm going to change my life. And and I lost being able to live in my life now and I lost my ability to, like, actually, yeah, I feel like I was just playing this constant game of shame where I was like, oh, I'm going to create these elaborate goals, not reach them, feel crappy about them, and then, you know, feel stuck year after year. I've never done that. Never? No, never. I've been doing it since, even, like, fifth grade. Wow. Never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, since, like, fifth grade. And yeah, so for like me, yeah, and it's like, for me, it was, it's good to have seasons of not growing Mm -hmm. and being okay with that you know what I mean and be and having having grace with that and also like so like I was doing really well and like going decaf for a minute and then some things shifted in my job and I had to take on more roles than I was wanting to but you know whatever life is what it is guess what I started drinking more coffee again but I knew that like it was going to be a season for me of like two to three weeks and guess I'm back at decaf now, mm-hmm. which I'm really happy about. But like, and she I, says it's decaf. It is decaf. Who's to say? It is. But I will say, like, it was kind of a like good feeling too. To I don't know, not that I was rebelling, but the sense of like I'm gonna borrow this bad habit of mine for a little bit, and then I'm gonna let it go. And it's not. I'm not gonna have drama about it. I'm not gonna have drama about doing it. I'm not gonna have drama about getting off of it. Like I'm struggling with be... your moral judgment about caffeinated coffee. <laughs> Well, for me, because for me, that, I was that having hurts. like I feel wounded. I, I feel was having like two attacked. to three freaking cups, if not more, of caffeine a day. And for me, because of what yes. I do workout wise and like needing to get to sleep at a decent time, it. it was really getting to my adrenals. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. know long term, like mm-hmm. I personally have a family history of like really crappy adrenal like yeah, endurance. Too. So I'm just like you know. I probably shouldn't test that. Yeah. No, I, I love that. It, but you're aware. I'm right? aware. Yeah. yeah. And I same goes with sometimes you have to stay up a little later, you know, if you've got a project going on, but you kind of know, okay, I'm kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul yes. for a little bit. And that's okay. Yes. The whole point to this episode is making a decision, not living in that dreaded gap. And I just think so many of us are doing that. Yes. Get clear with yourself. Is is this a priority for me? And understanding you get to decide. 
You totally that yeah, and this is not a shaming you into making that thing a oh priority or doing it. Not this remotely. Is definitely us saying if it's not what you want, don't do no, it. No, because if if you are shaming and guilting yourself into doing something, you are going to hate every step of the way. It's like dragging a little kid to church or something, and they're just fussing and whining and kicking and no, and they're, they're going to love God. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's just not going to stick. Yeah. Right. That, that's not a sustainable approach to healthy transformation. I mean, just the opposite. So, right. you know, it's kind of like growing up in terms of our goals and realizing that we absolutely have the power to choose and we can table that decision you know, indefinitely, if we want to, you get to decide what matters most. But I think it is kind of in our, it's we, in order to be responsible adults, we need to stop draining our emotional energy and our mental bandwidth and really make a conscious choice. I'm either going to blank or get off the pot. I'm going to just Say it right out, but yes, know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Stop just sitting there and feeling bad about yourself, right? Just if you're not ready to do something, go do something else, yeah, for a while and come back, you know, when and if you're ready, yeah, when it matters to you. So, yeah, or that may look, yeah, or it may change into yeah. something totally different for you, yeah. Just don't drain your battery. I mean, it makes you not a happy, healthy human. I, we've right. all been there and it is not helpful. And when you are ready to take action, if you are, you're going to come at it so in a calm, positive, empowered state, right? And feel like, okay, this is my choice to to start doing something. No one's telling me to do this or that I should do this, right? This is my decision and and so so much of that resistance will just kind of seep away. But we would love to know if this is helpful for you, right? This is just a conversation Jenny and I, I think have both had, you know, with our clientele a lot. Yes. And just just with people in our lives. And I know we've certainly been in this place. So we would love to know kind of your experience. Is this helpful? And we'd also love to know if you have other topics that you'd like to hear us discuss. So in the show notes, we've included a link to our Facebook page, the Mind Your Body podcast Facebook page. So please go, you know, on there and like our page and let us know, you know, or comment on the on the podcast, whether, you know, you can listen on Podbean, iTunes or Stitcher. So, yeah, and share with your friends if if these are conversations that you're not really hearing other places. I mean, that's our goal, isn't it? Yeah, to really talk about the stuff yeah. that, you know, it does go behind our walls that we see, but we don't feel like are talked about in the public space mm-hmm. often enough. You know, usually it's either let's give you this information in this diet plan. Get you fired like, up. Fired up, yeah. Let's sell you something, but we're we're here to be real and tell you the truth about what we see, um, and just be human in this whole process mm-hmm. and share with you our own struggles and our our own journey with it too. So we appreciate being able to have that dialogue with you. Yeah, we're all evolving humans, doing our best out here, and we need to be having the right conversations. Absolutely. So so let us know, plug in, and we look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>